0: Join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerental at a Now, on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is Tuesday, March 16th, and this is, of course, your daily financial news. This is a live news show where I go through and kind of review what I took away from my morning reading about the financial markets. Generally, focus on the consumer cost of capital, things of that nature. But I will, of course, highlight other things that I think might be market moving for yourself. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So as we get started, a couple quick announcements I want to make. First and foremost, I had a good friend of mine reach out to me yesterday and offer up to create a seller finance section of my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Uh, I went ahead and posted that in our private Facebook group. It got rave reviews. So not only are we going to be adding content to raising private money, but now we are going to be creating a new section called Seller Financing. And a quick rundown of Seller Financing really is going to have a couple of options, I guess. One is, does the seller you know, own the property free and clear? Have they owned it for decades? Have they depreciated it to zero? How do you pitch seller financing uh, to save on taxes? Um, so this is something I will likely reach out to Bob Langworthy, that's somebody I interviewed. He's an accountant, he's a CPA. Uh, he and I have rapped about this idea. I have bought plenty of properties seller financing in that way. And then there's the other way. You know, maybe the seller doesn't have equity. Maybe they bought it recently or maybe it's in a condition or whatever, right? There are ways uh, that you can buy it when the seller doesn't have equity, subject subject to, sandwich leases, things of that nature. So we are going to be creating a new section of the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. I will be soliciting input from other experts I have interacted with over the years, so you know those will be coming as we go forward. So just want to let you know that that is coming. And of course, once I feel the raising private money and now the brand new seller financing sections are complete as they will be, in my opinion, I will probably have to raise the price uh, of the course, but right now it is still 199. It will likely be 199 for the next month or so uh, as I just I will let the content come as the content comes, and once it's done, then raise the price. So just want to let you know that was coming. Thank you for all the feedback from the group. Sounds like it's something you're interested in, so we will just march ahead and try to create some more value for you. And then second, uh, the book One Rental at a Time, that great book right there, has really taken off on Amazon and Audible here of late. Uh, We were selling three, four, five books a day. Now we're selling 30 or 40 books a day. So thank you for the support. If you're new to the channel, welcome. Uh, We do a daily show seven days a week at 7.30. We do expert series Monday through Friday where we talk to multimillionaires and and discuss three topics. I talk about my goals and community and and do a live show Q&A on Saturday. So welcome, lots of stuff to do. I create a lot of content. Watch what you want. Ignore the rest is my kind of feedback for you. So on to the daily financial news for March 16th. First thing we got to talk about, I talked about it on Sunday in my week ahead or look ahead, is uh, retail sales. Uh, Retail sales in the U.S. fell. They were disappointing. They fell 3%. Uh, A couple of reasons were given. First, as you probably recall, we had some pretty harsh weather in the south, right? Texas was hit particularly hard. So harsh weather was to blame. Uh, plus, there was a less impact from the second stimulus check, which I believe was $600 of memory serves. A lot of that was absorbed in January, thus falling off in February. Uh, realized that January was actually revised up. Uh, I was pretty excited about the January number when retail sales was 5.3%. It was actually revised up to 7.6%. So giving out free money works people spend the money so expect the 1400 which has already started to hit accounts to be impactful in march and april if you know if uh, if memory serves we should see retail sales up 10% if they were up 7 what 7.6 when people got 600 just imagine what will happen when they have 1400 so we shall get there in addition to that I do believe we're at the tail end of this, as I've said many times. So not only do we have more stimulus, we also have an improving job picture, which, again, I hope to see on Thursday. Fingers crossed. New unemployment claims break below 700. Let's hope for that. Let's just hope for that. That In 52 weeks above 700,000 is just wrong. Uh, so an improving job market. And without question, people are feeling better. That, re- that record cash amount on the banks or in the banks is real. Uh, just look at Friday's numbers for air travel. Right, I think it was one point five million, the most a- active day of flying in a year based on TSA. So, pretty crazy. Uh, that is what is going on. So again, lots of lots of goodness, and I think I th- we just need to get that escape velocity. And I think the big number is going to be Thursday. Does unemployment claims fall below seven hundred thousand? That would be that would be a cherry on top for the week couple of things going on in Europe that you know I think we need to need to watch for because again this needs to be a worldwide recovery and we need Europe to get out of this as well. Uh what we have is Europe Europe countries are kind of backing away from AstraZeneca's vaccine. Apparently in what was it Germany I think it was. Um uh, they're talking about blood clots and um I guess they found 7 cases of blood clots after 1.6 million doses. Uh, I'm not a scientist or whatever, but seven, really? Seven? So I don't know what's going on there, but they are backing away. Uh, so could be a problem in Europe. Maybe they have to go on lockdown again. I don't know. Uh, but yes, uh, that is going on. Uh, there seems to be increasing chatter around boycotting the 2022 Olympics. I don't know if you've heard that. This is the second time I've seen an article on it. Um I remember when I was a kid, right, there was kind of back-to-back Olympics. First, I believe, was Russia in the 80s, and then 1984, it was L.A. Um, I think, you know, kind of we boycotted Russia, and then Russia boycotted us. So it was, I don't know, kind of tit for tat, if you will. Uh, But it looks like, I, I don't know, I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's the right idea, right? We have, we have Olympians who've been training their entire life for it. Um, we could use it as a bridge versus stick. I don't know. I don't know enough about it today, but I was curious what you all thought. Um, again, they are non-professional athletes, uh, at least in most cases, except for the basketball teams, which you know, hopefully we go win. Uh, Next up, looks like Goldman Sachs is excited about what is going on in the GDP. They are raising the U.S. GDP numbers now now over 7 percent, raised it uh, from 5 percent. So again, there's a lot more confidence in what is going forward. So it is interesting. And yeah, I think I think 2021 will be better than 2020. Let's uh, let's hope for that. I uh, didn't know if you saw this, but Nokia uh, looks to be cutting 11% of their employees over the next year or so. Uh, that's about 10,000 jobs. Looks like they're doing it to balance out investments in 5G, at least according to the article I read. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, looks like we are certainly going to have more spending from the federal government. Again, this infrastructure bill, which I keep telling you is coming. They're talking about $2 trillion. I want to be on record saying it's going to be $4 trillion. I think that's going to come with a couple of things. First off, I think it's going to come with a higher taxes. I think they are going to try to cover some of that spending with higher taxes, higher taxes both on individuals, i.e. the wealthy, and corporations. Right? They will be going after both domestic and international companies to make sure that they are paying, quote unquote, their fair share. Uh, so again, I think that is coming. Uh, Ray Dalio put out an interesting article on LinkedIn. He is uh, very verbose. I don't know if you've ever read his book Principles, but it's like, I don't know, it's like that big and uh, full of economic vocabulary that I had to go look up. Just uh, he's he's not concise. Let's just say that. So on LinkedIn, he wrote an article that took me about 45 minutes to get through yesterday, yesterday evening, which I got hooked on. So I, got, I got to, can't read those articles at night. I just stayed up. But basically, he's talking about money and debt and how money and debt are sometimes seen as the same and other times seen as not. And he is certainly talking about uh, the negative implications for current behavior by the Fed on the dollar with ultimately really scary things like losing the reserve currency, perhaps a either a political or actual actual war. Yeah, he has been very fixated on relating current environments to the 1930s. Um, I think it is an interesting and worthwhile endeavor, but I get nervous any time somebody gets fixated on a period and doesn't change based on new data, data or information. For example, the gold bugs are the most obvious example, right? You ever talk to a gold bug? Um, Gold is always the right answer. And that's just not true. It's like a real estate guy saying multifamily is always right or single family is always right. It's never always right. Uh, So it is. he might be too fixated on that period in trying to take every example and force feed them in. But again, Ray Dalio, like Warren Buffett, is somebody I will read and review regardless of what they create. Even if they have books that are this big, I will suffer through because uh, I think they don't get to be the biggest and baddest by being wrong. So I want to see what they are talking about. Uh, he's basically the net of what I read yesterday is um, don't invest in bonds. That's essentially what he said. And cash is, uh, cash is going to be depreciated um, with the dollar depreciates. That's essentially what he was saying. And then, lastly, right before this uh, this call started, uh, home builders. Uh, again, this may be one of those articles that, depending on how they want to frame it, they can either scare you or be like, "eh, no big deal." If you want to scare you, what you are going to see is home builders' confidence dropped. That's what they're going to say. Maybe they'll even say home builders' confidence dropped two percent. I don't know. That's what happened. What they're not telling you is it dropped from record levels of 84 to 82. Uh, again, what the number is, is irrelevant. Uh, they basically are saying higher interest rates and lumber costs are a problem. And they're not as confident, right? Which kind of makes sense as a home builder, right? You need, higher interest rates mean you get less yes answers. And higher lumber costs means either you squeeze margin or you raise prices. Again, these are business decisions and as a home builder, I would expect them to see uh, what's going on. So at the end of the day, that's what I got for you today. Tuesday's a big day for this channel because we have two multimillionaire experts. We interview one at eight, uh, the ninth grade dropout, and then one at ten. No. one at nine, eight? Yeah, eight, and then nine uh, with our real estate entrepreneur from Southern California. So it's a big day for us. Uh, hope you enjoy. You'll get six videos. Uh, you get three from each about three different topics. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care and remember, today's a great day to make some money and let's all be a little bit better than yesterday. Bye-bye.